You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs. It is a new week. It's Monday, and we're going to start this week by talking some uh, TCU recruiting. And fortunately, uh, this offseason and this summer, there's been a lot of good news. There's been a lot of commitments, a lot of guys who have jumped on board with Sonny Dykes and his new staff. Um, unfortunately, today, it's on a little more on the somber note, as uh, TCU had a, a young man who decommitted and then committed to another Big 12 school. And a big target there is also committed. But I want to start with what happened late last week. Um, so Arch Manning, who is the top quarterback in the nation for the 2023 class, son of Cooper Manning, his uncles are Peyton and Eli. And, I mean, every year, obviously, there's a top QB recruit. But this this one's special because of his name, one, and also just because um, – if you buy into, you know, or if you follow rankings closely, he's the highest ranking prospect at this position um, in a long time. Top QB in the nation, top player in the nation. And he committed to Texas on uh, Thursday afternoon, I believe it was, which it's a great haul by UT. Um, Georgia and Alabama were going after him hard. And, Earlier last week, it looked like Georgia was the team to beat, and that would have made a lot of sense to me. I mean, obviously, uh, UGA is coming off a national title. They've been able to build amazing defenses, and up to this point, Kirby Smart has done it. Similarly to how Nick Saban did things at Alabama when he first got there, was you have an incredible defense and great skill talent, and then you just sort of have – I mean, no disrespect to Stetson Bennett, but kind of a game manager at quarterback, a guy that's not going to make a lot of mistakes, that can make some throws, and that's a recipe to win games. Um, but later on in his tenure at Bama, Nick Saban obviously made some changes. He brought Lane Kiffin in as OC. They opened things up, and then they started going after more uh, highly touted recruits at the quarterback position. And it seems like that's what Kirby Smart is trying to do here as well. Um, and they went after Arch Manning, so did Alabama, so did, you know, every other school in the nation, honestly. But Texas got him. Um, and last week when Ruben Owens committed to Louisville, I, I said one of the reasons that was disappointing is because Owens is one of those guys that when he commits, it gives you a ton of momentum for that class, and then he can help you recruit other players because they'll say, oh, wow, this super talented guy is going to that school. Um, I wonder what they're selling there. I want to be a part of that. So not that UT really needs a boost in recruiting, but landing Arch Manning, I mean, it for one, it's just a great haul in, in getting him against some top SEC schools. But another thing to watch is just how it's going to affect that class as a whole. And there's already some momentum that's being built there. So um, Andre Kojo, who has been, who's an offensive guard from Mansfield Timberview, and he's been on campus at TCU a lot. He's been a target for the Frogs. Um, he committed to Texas this weekend while he was there on an official visit, which, I mean, that's disappointing, but honestly, like he was just a target. He wasn't a TCU commit. So he hadn't made a decision yet. Texas was able to land him. Um, the, dis- the disappointing news out of the weekend was that Trevor Goosby, tackle from Melissa, um, who has been committed to TCU for a while now, he decommitted Sunday night 
and then ended up committing to Texas. And I've said, you know, when, when TCU's landed all these guys, like the challenge once you get them to commit is to get them to stick around until signing day uh, because it's still a long time until signing day. And I guess Trevor, after going on that visit to Texas, decided, you know what, this is going to be the best move. I'm guessing Arch Manning's commitment probably has something to do with that. I know, I mean, I don't have any inside details here, but I know Texas um, has been very proactive with their NIL money in trying to give that to offensive linemen. So I don't know if there's anything going on on that front that was convincing. Um, it's, it's disheartening for a number of reasons, but, uh, the main one for me just being that like, this was a guy in Trevor who's seen his recruitment sort of take off in the last few months and TCU was in on him early. They evaluated him well. Um, they got him to commit, but then of course you lose him. And like, I don't get upset. These are 17 year old kids. I'm not going to trash him by his decision. People are totally well within their right to change their mind. Um, it's the game. It is what it is. But it's just disappointing that TCU was not able to hold on to um, him, especially at a position of need like O-line. And, and that's been a focus for this team. Uh, and it's been a focus for Texas. I think that's – if you're looking for optimism for the Horns, even though they've been such a downtrodden program lately, um, I do feel like Steve Sarkeesian is investing in the right pieces, going after you know great offensive linemen, and great quarterbacks. Um, now the trick is you have to develop them. So we'll see what happens uh, once he gets on campus and once he gets going there. But, you know, it's disappointing uh, that they lost him. Another name I would watch, and this is a target, this is not a guy that's committed, but Mikel Harrison Pilot, who's an athlete at Temple, and I classify him as an athlete. Like, he played safety, he plays wide receiver. Um, anyway, he's a big-time player, and – you know, Quentin Johnston obviously is on campus at TCU. I believe uh, Mikel was a freshman when Quentin was a senior. But they have some interaction. They know each other. Um, so because of that and because of some other things, TCU was a factor in his recruitment. But with the Archmanian news and all the momentum Texas has, I would think if UT makes him a priority, then it's likely he probably ends up there as well. So – you know, it is what it is. Like, this is the ebb and flow of recruiting, the up and down of that world. Um, but the big news to know today, Trevor Goosby, uh, who was a TCU commit tackle from Melissa, he ends up moving on to UT, at least for the time being. And TCU will kind of have to recalibrate now and find out who they want to target to replace, you know, his spot on the list there for the 2023 class. Um, we'll keep it rolling on the Lockdown Horn Frogs when we come back. Some baseball news. This is Lockdown Horn Frogs. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and it's your team every day. Okay, back here on Lockdown Horn Frogs segment two, and uh, I'm going to call it audible here. I was going to talk uh, some TCU baseball. I'm going to talk their new associate head coach, hitting coach, but I'll have to do that in another episode because we've got some breaking news in the Big Twelve that I think is worth uh, worth discussing. So. The Big 12 has a new commissioner. Bob Bowlesby is stepping down. Um, and, of course, this is an interesting time to be, you know, moving around and kind of shaking up the, the executive landscape because, as we know, um, the Big 12 is in a time of transition. But Brett Yormark is going to step in and become the new Big 12 commissioner. And if you don't know that name, um, don't feel bad. 
not a lot of people do. It's not a name I was familiar with before the news broke on uh, Monday evening, late Monday evening, that sort of came down. And it's it's not official yet, but all the reports are that your mark is going to be the guy. He is currently the COO of Jay-Z's Rock Nation, which, of course, Jay-Z got to start music, but he's now a mogul. He's dipped into the sports world as well as, you know, multimedia, um, music, TV, video, all those kinds of things. So your mark is the COO there. Um, prior to his time with Jay-Z, I mean, he still worked with him, but in a different capacity. Um, he was the CEO of the Nets for 15 years. Started that job in 2005, overseed their move from New Jersey to Brooklyn, um, got the funding set up and, and made a lot of the plans with the Barclays Center, which is now uh, in Brooklyn. And this is sort of an out-of-the-box hire. It's very different than Bob Bowlesby, who was a career college um, athletics, career college administration guy. Um, he doesn't really have any experience, your mark being who I'm talking about here, he doesn't really have any experience in the college football world. But it's pretty similar to what the Pac-12 did when they hired George Klykoff. And I here's, here's my... Um, understanding of the thinking, or here's my best guess at what the thinking is. The most important part of the job at this point, if we're talking conference commissioners, is twofold in my mind, for the Big 12 at least. One, it's negotiating TV deals, grant rights agreements, streaming deals, all those things. All the media distribution aspect of the conference. Best way to move forward, best way to make a lot of revenue for the conference and the media sphere. The other important part of the job, from a Big 12 perspective, is expanding the playoff. I think the playoff has to be expanded for the Big 12 to have more of a fair shot of getting in, especially once Texas and Oklahoma leave. And even though it's a conference with what I think is going to be a great football and great competition, it'll sort of be looked down upon because there's not, you know, your traditional blue bloods in the league. And so from that standpoint, I think your mark makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> he has, you know, cast a vision. He's moved a franchise before. <clears throat> he understands the entertainment world. So all those things are positives. Um, and ultimately, like, with conference commissioners, maybe I'm discounting this too much. But, yeah, I'm sure there are, like, nuts and bolts, administrative things, you know, the way the game works, all that stuff matters. But the way college sports is moving, and really college football. I mean, when we talk about this, we're talking about college football first. It's becoming a professional sport. You could argue that it already is. You know, Miami just reportedly picked up a quarterback, and they're giving him $9.5 million. I know that's not the norm, but that's just the type. I mean, that's the type of cash that some people are shelling out for big-time talent. And that's a guy that hasn't even played yet. He's a four-star quarterback. The TV deals are getting more and more insane. Fans now talk more about revenue streams than they ever have before. And so you have to have somebody at the helm who understands that world, who understands, you know, the best way to go about making these deals work. So your mark is, from that perspective, I think he's got good experience and will be ready 
to step in and do a good job in that role. And the other thing I would say for the new Big 12 commissioner, I think Bob Bowlesby, I mean, he was a punching bag in a lot of ways. Ultimately, the league had to shift and move and move quickly because of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. And if you want to blame Bowlesby for that because it happened under his watch, go ahead. But the bottom line is, like, those teams and Greg Sankey just did that behind everybody's back. And I guess, you know, the, the thing I would give Bowlesby a hard time about is that it's obvious those the people in power there didn't respect him enough to even give him a heads up as to what was happening. But I say all that to say, having someone at the helm who has a vision, who's casting, you know, this is what we need to look like in the future, this is what we need to build towards, that's going to be important. And by all accounts, that was sort of what got him the job. They said in this interview he did with university presidents around the conference, they were just really impressed with you know, his vision for the Big 12. And you need somebody with a big vision for the conference because it's really changing hands in a lot of ways here in the near future. So Brett Yormark coming on, has spent some time in professional sports, has spent some time in entertainment. Um, the Big 12 bringing him on to try to lead them into the new landscape in college athletics. We'll be back on Wednesday. I'll have our weekly Big 12 roundtable for you, and then we'll try to have an episode out on Friday as well. This is Locked on Horned Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team, and it's every day.